Me Time and Murder is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Oh, well, big surprise. Let's start this thing. Oh, Tress, what are you drinking? I am drinking an Aldi lemon and ginger tea. Pretty bog standard for me, but one of my favourites. What are you drinking, Miriam? I am also drinking lemon and ginger twinings tea. Very tasty. I oh, love it. you just yeah. had to one-up me. Ah, twinings. Me with my basic bitch Aldi and you with twinings. <laughs> I love twinings, so. And even just their packaging as well like it always has like a gold foil or just something Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to elevate it a little bit it just always feels more Mm -hmm. high quality I thought that we could change up the pampering bit and like talk about different like beauty trends and things like that there Ooh, love a good trend I wonder what the new trends for 2021 I feel like (laughs) 2020 was the year of oh gosh people got really into their home care obviously for obvious reasons but even just things like hacks and you know Mm -hmm. sort of using products within your pantry for beauty became a big trend uh, especially thanks to tiktok which i never got on board with did you ever get tiktok well tiktok is illegal in hong kong well it's not illegal sorry I had TikTok oh, for all of in. all of two days and then it was taken off. Ah, uh, no way. <gasps> yeah. So would that mean if you had downloaded the app on your phone mm-hmm. within those two days, what would happen that you just it just wouldn't work or Yeah, it just opens and then it says this app cannot be used in your area and that's it. This it just, app that's all it shows. Evil. Yeah, that's it. Wow. Yeah. And then it's just like oh well. That's crazy. Delete. Yeah. So I mean you'll see a lot of TikTok TikTok. TikTok videos on Instagram as well they kind of make their way there yes I've seen um, those and there's so many skincare hacks um like with what? like dermatologists just ripping them to shreds just like oh really like what people. like what oh there's just there's been so many I mean just people I suppose people using quote unquote cheap skincare products like the ordinary because it's so cheap and so accessible mm people want to kind of try it all but they'll try multiple actives all at the one time so they'll put lots of acids mm-hmm. on their face like mm-hmm. one after the other oh and it's sort of like maybe you should just use one of those acids once a week <laughs> but they'll put like <laughs> do you know what I mean they'll put one on they wash it off and they put on another one it's just like oh my gosh um does it work I mean your skin would be on fire I'd but people so. on TikTok actually put their skin through pain for entertainment I mean those peel off masks we've all seen the ones that don't peel off they like Mm -hmm. peel off your skin basically (laughs) they're really cheap yeah have you seen those no like people like people's eyebrows came off with the masks like oh wait yes I have seen those I have I have you've seen those type Mm. of thing like those became like really popular in 2020 to watch people destroy their skin which is bizarro just bizarre and I like I I would follow the dermatologists that kind of are trying to help like educate people so I'm not following the crazy people I'm mm-hmm. following the dermatologists if, if that makes sense mm-hmm. so yeah I don't know even just like at home skincare like people putting lemons on their face and oh, just God. you would think that would be okay because it's natural but I don't know it's just it's hard to know 
like obviously like it's not regulated and a regulated ingredient so it's just um yeah it's just basically they were saying it's not a good idea I didn't realize so. people were putting lemons on their face. I mean, that's like old people putting lemons. The one people were putting lemons. lots of natural things on their face. The only two ingredients that's the the seem to be approved by specialists were like honey is okay, and mm. I think avocado. Some of them said it's not too bad, mm. but they were saying it's very expensive. Yeah. <laughs> like people using things in their pantry, it's not actually an affordable way of doing it because yeah. you know what I mean. So. Yeah. But, um, but anyway. Yeah. So twenty twenty one. I wonder what the trends will be. Yeah, maybe there will be. Hopefully, they'll be a little bit less crazy. New trends. Uh, people are bored. <laughs> people are bored. People right. are bored. Yeah, exactly. Right. That. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that was good chat. <laughs> good chat. Good chat. Yes. Watch this space. Let's see what happens. <laughs> I'm excited to try new products. They're so affordable now. But like, I would like to be able to hear other people's um their hacks yeah because i love to know ones that work i feel mm. like what i hear about usually are the crazy ones because they, they, they get attention mm-hmm. but there's bound to be simple my thing where i put my hyaluronic acid in the freezer like that is one of my hacks and i still use it, I use yeah. it all the time yeah well i what was the what item did i have recently and it actually said to put it in the fridge which i've never seen before on an item mm. oh i can't remember what it was it's gone, it's gone okay now. okay it's gone okay Tress. today we are going to talk about the mysterious peter bergman do you know this story oh, i don't think so on tuesday the 16th of june 2009 at around 6 45 a.m arthur kinsala and his son brian are on ross's point beach in county sligo they are up at the a little bit they are up at the crack of dawn as Brian was training for an upcoming triathlon. Ooh. So they're walking along the beach when they see a mannequin that looked like it had washed up on the beach. Here we go again, the mannequins. <laughs> we spoke about this before. Yes. Oh, people, it's, it's never a mannequin. Upon further inspection, it is, of course, and unfortunately, a dead man. Oh. The man was wearing purple striped Speedo style swimming trunks. With his underpants over the top and a navy t-shirt tucked into the underwear. Wait, he had trousers on and underpants over the trousers? No, he was wearing like speedos, purple speedos, and Uh then his boxers over them or wide fronts over them. And then a navy t-shirt tucked into his boxers. Okay, so speedos under the boxers. Yeah. Okay, so he was on his way swimming or to the beach you know when you do that hack where you put your swimming suit underneath your <laughs> that is a normal hack i seen it on the tiktok as you call it tiktok as you call it tiktok <laughs> tiktok <laughs> I, we we did that since we were young and it, you'd be surprised the amount of people that don't do it don't do what the the swimsuit underneath your clothes thing oh oh right yeah 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 i know what you mean i've always done that because then it means you don't have to undress in front of everyone when you get to the beach you just whip it off i thought everybody did that no no be surprised with the rest of his clothes scattered up and down the shoreline he had no wallet money or form of identification arthur and brian promptly called the guardy and said the lord's prayer for the poor man's soul what year are we in again 2000 2009 at 8 10 a.m 
this unknown man was officially pronounced dead. This is the beginning of the Peter Bergman case that would take investigators five months. Is he P- Peter Bergman or can you tell me that? Yeah. Yes. Oh, he is Peter Bergman. Uh-huh. Okay. Who is this man and why is he dead on the beach? For these answers, we will need to go back to the 12th of June, only four days prior. And then I've wrote down here, record scratch. Like to do that. Like, you know, when you're like, Oh, like rewind. rewind. Like a videotape rewinding. Yeah, now we're going to rewind. Like, do a little bit. Not like that, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Just use that. <laughs> okay, right, I'll use that. I've saved Fine. you some time. Do a little bit. So, most of this story is caught on CCTV footage. Oh, um, and there's actually, yes, there's actually a few YouTube videos that have compiled <gasps> all of the footage as well. Oh, I love mm-hmm. stuff like that. But this episode does not ruin the YouTube videos. Like, if you want to okay, watch them, the, the YouTube videos are basically of this man walking around the town. Like, it's that's it. He's walking in a hotel. He's walking up a street. Yeah. Well, we link them in the in the Instagram, perhaps. Oh, yeah. It'll be in the in the references. But yeah, like listening to this will not ruin the YouTube videos. Okay. Anyway, on the on Friday, the 12th of June, 2009, this is the first CCTV footage of Peter Bergman. He is at the Ulster Bus Depot in, oh, I wrote here, Stroke City, Northern Ireland. <laughs> is that the, uh, the official P- PC? That's, that's the PC P- term. That's what Stroke. Daddy said. Daddy said this is the PC term. So if no, if nobody yeah. knows what we're talking about, Google it. He, he was well-dressed with neatly combed grey hair. He was wearing a black leather jacket, blue trousers, blue socks, and black shoes. He was carrying a black shoulder bag and a carry-on luggage bag, like the one you'd bring on a, on an airplane. Mm-hmm. Peter was slim, white with a bit of a tan, blue eyes, and tallish. He was about five foot ten. Sounds lovely. He was clean shaven and appeared to be around 60, 60-ish. Oh, what you described to me sounded like a young man, but okay. No, no. Yeah. Don't know why. Yeah. He's just well put together. Slim and all of that, and yeah. Peter boarded Bus Erin and arrived at the Sligo bus station at about 6.30pm. Sorry, can I pause it? You can take this out. At the very beginning of the case, you mentioned something about a man and his young son doing a triathlon. Mm-hmm. Are one of those people Peter? No. Why did we leave them? What happened? Did We're they find the body? The they find the body. They find the body. That's who they were. Okay, so I can forget about them. Yes. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> they just find the body. Right, sorry. I was just like... Yeah, because I was like, how will I do this? Will I go linear? How, like, Yeah, how to intro it. No, that was a really good intro. Okay, that's like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Intrigued. Okay, but, good. Because anyway. like now you know that he's going to end up dead in the next four days. Yeah, no, that's that. I like that technique. Yeah. Okay, okay. Because I'm experimenting to see if I can do it. Peter boarded the bus errand and arrived in Sligo bus station at about 6.30pm, where he got a taxi which took him to the Sligo City Hotel. He didn't pre-book the room, so he just filled out his information there and then. Peter Bergman, Insterston, 15... 4472 Vienna, Austria. Okay, that's where he's from. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, that's his information. So he spelled his name with two N's, which is apparently what Austrians do. They spell Bergman oh, okay, with okay, two okay. N's. 
And because he was just a walk-in and he didn't book online or anything, they ju- he just, he didn't give any like ID or passport. He just said he wanted to stay for three nights, pay- filled out the information and paid in cash. Ah, I thought you would still need to give ID. Yeah, 10 years M- ago. Maybe not all places. Yeah. I guess yeah. not all hotels. It does seem yeah. strange. I feel like whenever I go traveling, they always take a photocopy of my ID. Same. Over the next four days, Peter... Over the, ne- over the next four days, Peter had a relatively uneventful stay. He had breakfast in the hotel every morning and often popped out for a smoke. He didn't seem to meet anyone or interact with anyone. Based on CCTV footage or based on what the police staff. cover. On what the staff said. Okay, staff. Okay. Yeah. Very nosy staff. <laughs> Watching. Well, yeah, I think they're just saying like, like nobody signed in or no he visitors yeah he didn't he have didn't any visitors like yeah. he ate breakfast alone like he didn't nobody came with him to breakfast he didn't meet anyone yeah although he didn't meet anyone uh staff said that he he seemed friendly enough just and just kept to yeah. himself although staff did notice that he did seem to be busy like he always looked like he was going somewhere purposefully mm-hmm. like he was like right i have mm-hmm. to go here he always seemed to have like a slightly like determined look in his face okay during his stay, Peter was seen on CCTV leaving the Sligo Hotel with a full purple plastic bag. A full mm-hmm. purple plastic bag. So, you know, like a little shopping bag? Like maybe okay. one you get in like a drugstore. Okay, so yeah. full of what, I wonder? They could just, you couldn't see through the bag. It was just purple and slightly bulging, not bursting, okay. but it, it definitely had stuff in it. Like it was full of stuff. Whatever it is, it can't be anything that untoward because otherwise you wouldn't put it in a carrier bag, which has, you know, an open top on it. It was like quite small. It wasn't like a Tesco bag. It okay. was like a smaller one, like like maybe a pharmacist would give you, you know, okay. like they're small but thick. Gotcha. So yeah. he would leave the hotel with a full purple plastic bag. He would then walk about Sligo Town, disposing the contents of the purple bag in various locations. Stop it. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I'm so, you're so curious. What's I thought in you were going to say, I can I'm hear scared. In the background. Oh, you can hear the ambulance? Yeah, just briefly. Peter would return to the hotel a few hours later without the purple plastic bag nor its contents. Oh my God, I'm so intrigued. <laughs> Peter did this routinely every morning and multiple times every day that he stayed there. What? Yeah. He was seen on CCTV footage every morning, and then a couple of times he would come in and out of the hotel. He would leave with a purple plastic bag full, walk around the town, disposing of the bag, and then come back with no bag. What on earth? I mean, maybe he's trying to be discreet with a small bag, but you're using the same bag. Mm -hmm. It's it's obvious now. Mm -hmm. Whatever it is, I don't know. Would it not be better to put it in a big rucksack and just put the rucksack on the, on your back so you look like, you know, that's your backpack for the day or whatever? It just seems very obvious now. Oh, that's a really good point. I never heard anybody mention that. you know what I mean? It's just very... Because you don't... So the next day, Saturday the 13th of June, Peter was seen walking to the general post office at 10.49 a.m. Here, he puts... Here... He purchased eight 82 cent stamps and airmail stickers. According to the price of these stamps and the type of stamps and the airmail stickers he bought at that time, 
means he could have posted these letters to like anyone in the world. Like these were global stamps. So okay. he def like he didn't need to buy four stamps to put on one envelope. Like it, they were the most expensive stamps you can get. So he would definitely posted. Okay, so it could have been eight separate. Letters. It was definitely eight separate letters. And did we see what he posted and where to? Or is that there is no record of what he posted okay. or no video footage of what he posted. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Two days before his body is discovered, on the fourteenth of June at about eleven fifteen a.m., he left the Sligo Hotel, got a taxi. He asked the driver for a recommendation of a nice, quiet beach where he could swim. The taxi driver said, Ross's point, and he drove Peter to the beach. Peter got out of the taxi, looked at the beach and seemed content. He got back in the car. Then the taxi man drove Peter back to the town and dropped him off at the bus station in Sligo. Okay, so he just wanted to check out the beach. Yes. Almost like he's going to return to it. He's yes. scouting it out. Okay. The next day, the last day Peter was seen alive, on Monday the 15th of June, at 1.06, Peter checked out at the Sligo City Hotel and handed in his room key. While he was leaving, he was seen on CCTV footage, leaving with his little purple plastic bag full of items again. purple bag. Right? A black shoulder bag and a completely different black luggage bag. What? Mm. Completely different. Different than the one he checked in with. Where the heck did he put the other one? I don't know. He then walked to Keyside Shopping Centre, where he awkwardly stood in the doorway for a number of minutes. He just stood there. Very strange Mm behaviour. At 1.16, he left the shopping centre with all three bags and walked along Wine Street to get to the bus station. By the time he got to the bus station, the purple bag was gone. No. Mm. Do we know where he left it? Mm-mm. We don't? Yeah, no CCTV footage seen. In some bin somewhere. Where he dropped it. Yeah, he's put it in a bin or something, yeah. On the I way. wonder, does he ever give them to people or is it just dropping them in the bin? And are these incriminating evidence or just things he wants to get rid of? Or you know? I know. I never thought of it that maybe they were, he was dropping the plastic bag contents for like a drop off like somebody would pick it up mm-hmm. it could be that or it could be wanting to dump evidence of some kind i mean people do that they put it in lots of different areas so mm-hmm. that it's harder to connect them all together at the bus station cafe there is clear cctv footage of peter he orders a cappuccino and a ham and cheese toasty nice in the surveillance he is seen sitting at a round metal table A man is reading the newspaper opposite. While he eats his food, Peter puts his hands in his pocket and took out little pieces of paper. He sat, eating his toasty and reading the little squares of paper. Then... How many squares are we talking about? I think it was like four, three, four, five. Takes them out of his pockets and Mm -hmm. starts reading them. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering, is this what the bags were full of? little pieces of paper but then no the bags were definitely bulging no they were heavy the bags you could see was had something substantial i mean like like i know that people sometimes dispose of body parts and stuff but like it can't be that because you have to cut them up so small definitely wasn't a body part you know so it can't be that but no not a body part definitely not so he's reading the little squares of paper and he reads through them and he's like 
going through one and he's reading the next one then he's reading the next one and then when he's done he tears up the paper into tiny little squares over and over then he gets up and throws the bits of paper into separate rubbish bins in the cafe and sits back down he's really obsessed with doing that Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. <laughs> is he paranoid has he got schizophrenia he thinks someone's after him and like he needs to like these are little secret messages and they need to like dispose them in bins I, I'm starting to think along that those kind of lines hmm. I wonder if he had schizophrenia you know it just sounds, it, it just feels like very paranoid behaviour you're in a cafe mm-hmm. nobody cares about mm-hmm. you the paper at 2.20 he got a one way ticket to Ross's Point Beach no, he got a one-way ticket. Okay, that's important. Okay. It seems like he knew that this is where he was going to die. Why would he just get a one-way ticket? Yeah, I mean, like, he got a taxi the first time, but if you're getting the bus, you would get the bus back. Yes. You wouldn't get a bus and then a taxi yeah. back. So the one-way ticket. Yeah. Okay, so you think he has intentions to end his life here. Okay. 16 people report seeing Peter that day. They say he was walking along the beach. Saying he was friendly, he was greeting the other beachgoers, you know, giving that little nod and the hello. Oh, this is so sad. Mm-hmm. But the beachgoers, they noted that he did stand out a bit because he was quite oddly dressed, like fully clothed, wearing a leather jacket and proper dress shoes and stuff on the beach in June. Yeah. And what about the luggage and everything? Do you have all of that? The luggage is like not mentioned again. I think he just ditches the Do luggage on the bus. The bus station. I suppose if if you're going to end your life, you don't need any of them. I mean, where is the purple bag? Like, is the purple bag on the bus? I don't know. (sighs) (laughs) People reported seeing him awkwardly wading in the water with his trousers rolled up. He looked deep in thought. Okay. At 10.30pm at night, he was still on the beach. He nodded to a young couple as they passed. So from 2pm to 10? He was there on the beach, yeah. At 10 p.m. at night, would have been freezing. I've never been on a beach for that long. Mm-hmm. Ten, that's eight hours, mm-hmm. more than eight hours, ten, mm-hmm. ten, half ten at night. Okay. Yeah, it would be freezing. And he's been wading in the waters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Going to be cold. So they, the young couple, having like a romantic midnight stroll on the beach, they were nice. the last ones to, to see him alive. Okay. The following morning, Tuesday the 16th of June, Arthur and Brian find Peter. From the beginning of the story. Mm-hmm. The, un- the unknown dead man on the beach. And so we are back where we started. Okay, so they find mm-hmm. him. And whereabouts, sorry, was he near the water or where did they find the body? It looked like he had washed up onto the shore. Oh, so it was he was wet. He was like wet. He was like on the beach, like on the sand. He drowned himself. He waded into the water. It seems, himself. Mm, it seems like it. Following the discovery, the investigation takes about five months from here. So who is Peter Bergman and why is he dead? It took some digging, but authorities were able to trace this man on the beach back to the Sligo Hotel. Yeah, I'd love to know how they do that. I suppose once they get his ID, but then how do you get the ID? He didn't have an ID. His, his so wallet. How do you get he that? Did, I mean, he, he didn't have a wallet. How do you, then how do you... Yeah, it took them like, it took them a while, but they were able to figure I out that he was staying at the hotel. how they connected him. They yeah. must have had, they must have came across that taxi man. Do you know what? Do they, do they look at who was on the bus to the beach or do, do, do you know, do, do 
do they do that kind of a thing? Maybe, I'm not too sure. If you contact every single person that was on that bus Mm -hmm. and say, you know, did you make it to your destination? Are you live? (laughs) You know, and if there's one person that doesn't answer, but then, but if you're, if he's a tourist, right? If no one in the area has claimed him or said, I have a missing person, Mm. then it goes to say that he's probably a tourist. What a tourist use, public transport. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm just wondering. Mm, That must be how how they they... did it. I don't think they would have done it. They probably would have realized that nobody's claimed the body. Then they realized it's a tourist. But I would say they contacted the hotels. Yeah, because tourists stay. And then gave a a description of him. And then they describe him to the staff. This must yeah, be how okay. they did it. Yeah. God, mm-hmm. we, we should like just change career paths. I'm fascinated by those type of... Like how they do it? Yeah, fascinated. Like the riddles and backwards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It took... Okay. So they were able to trace him back to the Sligo City Hotel where he had left his information. Peter Bergman, Einsterston, 154472, Vienna, Austria. Mm-hmm. So what do you think is going to happen next? Oh gosh are they gonna contact people in Austria where he was living and see I don't know does anybody know him there or yeah so they contact Austria well they don't contact Austria hello Hello, Austria Austria. hello Austria how's it going (laughs) yeah they like try to look up this place and to like make contact or ring the authorities in Austria in this town but they quickly find that the town in Thurston does not exist you know, I watched a series on Netflix. Do you know what? Do you know what it was? It was the um, Unsolved Mysteries. Uh-huh. But one of the episodes was very similar to this. It was a lady, I think she was from, from either France or somewhere. Do you remember that episode? And it turned out that she was a spy, an undercover agent, like a mm-hmm. spy, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And they found it really hard to find out who she was. Mm-hmm. Sorry, this is a big segue. You can cut this out. But she had like a jumper on. Uh-huh. She had, no, in her closet, there was like a jumper. Uh-huh. And a jacket, but there was no trousers or any type of bottom. <gasps> yes, I remember that. Skirt. Yes, yes, yes. I think Do you I, remember that? This is in one of my theories at the end. But it's really similar because it's... And the fact that like no one can claim that person mm-hmm. just makes you think they're like an undercover like spy yes. or like a hitman or something. I was watching John Wick the other day. Oh, God, John Wick. So ridiculous. Like is... all these hitmen. Anyway. Okay, so the town Interstein does not exist in Austria or Germany. Also, the postcode 4472 for Vienna, Vienna postcodes start with the number one, so it's not even a real postcode. Yeah. So the whole address is completely made up. Phony. Mm-hmm. So the police thought, okay, if this address is fake, what are the chances his name is fake too? Yeah, exactly. The Austrian government confirmed that they had never issued a passport to a Peter Bergman fitting the physical characteristics and age of this guy. They contacted Germany. I thought the chances would be that there would be someone similar. I know, right? I mean, Peter is such a common name. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But they didn't issue one that fell within like his age and like his Mm. description. Like he's like this tall with these color eyes I suppose you know like Germany never issued a passport either neither had all of Europe and neither had any of what neither had any of the Americas so it's all a bit weird but police in Ireland and me I agree I mean he must know something about Austria because he said he was from Austria and he spelt his name with two n's and apparently it's the only place 
in the world that spells Bergman with two N's. And that's pretty... Very interesting. Very Unless interesting. he knew that and used it to throw them off. Apparently he spoke with a very Germanic accent. Like he had that accent. Okay. So who the fuck is this man? That's the next title of my section. WTF. Or who the fuck. <laughs> yeah. But um, we're just going to keep calling him Peter to avoid any confusion. Okay. So when police realize that, you know, this guy doesn't exist, um, the police start to look at the last few days of Peter Bergman's life captured on CCTV footage, what we just went mm-hmm. over. The police mm-hmm. watched the CCTV footage and in clear, and it was clear in hindsight that Peter Bergman was going about Sligo with his little purple plastic bag purposefully. Mm-hmm. Investigators noted that his movements were very meticulous and very methodical as if he knew exactly where to dispose of the plastic bags. At any point, I wonder, was he kind of on the phone receiving instructions of where to go? Mm -hmm. I also thought of this. Or had he, like, is my theory of he's paranoid and he's hearing voices in his head, so he doesn't even need to be listening to someone on the phone. Someone is telling him in his head, go to this bin and do this, like, (laughs) you know. Uh, what was the other thing I was going to say? Yeah, you, th- can you imagine the amount of time it would take mm-hmm. to go through that CCTV right, footage right. and identify him? Mm-hmm. You would have to start from the hotel and say, okay, where's the next camera? Yeah, He could have gone left. He could have gone right. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like, oh, one yeah. hours yeah. of time. Oh, it took them forever. Amazing. For, for, for a man that you don't even know where he's from, it's just so much work, isn't mm-hmm. it? It's just, like, unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Peter had been able to use blind spots of their surveillance to conceal the disposal of the contents of the bag. So it was apparent that he knew mm-hmm. how to, that he, he purposefully was, was concealing. Yeah, like he noticed the cameras and like was able to put his back to the camera. See, that's mm-hmm. bonkers to right. me. I, I never see, hardly ever see cameras. Same, I never noticed Very unaware them. of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I suppose if you're looking out for them, but they, they can be hard to, to spot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And why would they be at the bins? Are bins important ones, or I don't know? Like, I think it's just like you know, either government cameras or like local pubs, shops cameras, just pointing up the street yeah, and it sees and them. The bins just happen to be they happen there. to be there, but like mm-hmm. he's like putting his back so they can see that he's he is emptying the bag into the bin, but they cannot see oh, what was I in the really bag. I really hope we find out. Pardon me. <laughs> it's thinking we won't. But I really hope we do find out what's in the power bags. Oh, it's going to drive me friggin' crazy. Uh, but at the same time, it could be absolute nonsense in there. Mm-hmm. Because I think this man is not in a good mental state. So, yeah. yeah. But would like somebody who's nonsense. having like a psychotic break, would they have the wherewithal yeah. to be so meticulous? Yeah, but, but yes and no. I mean... He, he could think that he's doing everything in, in a correct... You know, it could be... I don't know. Police stated that they had conducted extensive searches throughout all of Sago. They looked in all of the rubbish bins, all of the public areas, all of the gardens, of private properties, car parks, and they even searched the local dump. But they were never able so to retrieve work. what they think might or could have been in the plastic bags. I suppose you're looking for a purple bag, right? Did he actually... No, he just no. emptied most, the contents. Most people think that he emptied the bag and then folded it up and put it in his pocket. 
because it would yeah, be so easy using the same one. Yeah, it would have been so easy to find the purple bag. Like I don't think he threw the bag. But how do you know what to look for then? I mean, I know, like, like all those bins would have been emptied yeah. by the time he was found dead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and um, then like it took them ages to, to find out who he was. What, yeah, there's so much time has passed and I mean I'd love to know where the purple bag came from mm-hmm. I mean was there branding on it did it belong to a sh- you know so police you know they assume and I think you know I agree that he was disposing of personal belongings and documents that could reveal his identity Ah, like this is where his ID went this is where his passport went his phone but then but then begs the question, why didn't he want to be identified? Is it because he didn't want to hurt any of his loved ones by them finding out that he's dead? But I'd rather know if you're dead than just you disappear forever. Or did he do something really bad and he doesn't want it to like catch up with him? Yes, there are some people who think that he was perhaps a like a, a, a convict or like somebody on the run, like a yeah. Like a criminal on the run and that he was disposing of... But a criminal a criminal on the run, would you rather die than go to prison? Or, you know? I don't think so. Maybe he did something really bad and he knew if he went to prison, people would, like, destroy him in there, you know? But then why hide your stuff? Why, why would you hide your identity? So that it doesn't f- follow him. Like, perhaps he was a prominent enough person with, like standing in society of some kind Mm -hmm. and he didn't want that like mark to like tarnish him so if you kind of disappear then people you don't have that mark against you but I don't know do you care what people think about you after you die I guess you do you do I don't don't know know. anyway big question Uh uh-huh so they think that uh, he was trying to hide his uh, true identity Uh, and the fact that they seen him reading uh, little pieces of paper and tearing up the paper mm-hmm. it also it looked like he was following a plan okay you know like it seemed like all of this I is planned thought out. the pieces of paper perhaps contained like four different reasons why like suicide death by suicide was the best option mm-hmm. I don't know like to reassure himself or something to convince to himself me I thought I thought himself. it was because he was so meticulous like he, you know, went in and out of the hotel to empty the the purple bag, and then he uh-huh. like got the car to Ross's point, and then he came back, and then he went here, and then he went there. I was just like, is he like, is it a checklist? Is the is the paper check okay. a checklist? Yeah, checklist. Why on separate pieces of paper though? That's I don't know. Bizarre. To but me. then I was also thinking checklist. maybe on those little pieces of paper, it's like addresses, like because okay. he he sent out. He sent eight letters with the post stamps. Right. And I was like, maybe it's people's addresses that he had wrote down on a piece of paper. And he's like, perhaps, looking back perhaps. over, like, at so and so, like my wife, my sister, my mm-hmm. son, sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's what I have next. Although Peter never met anyone or seemed to make any phone calls, the fact that he bought eight stamps tells us that he was in contact with people. Just days prior to his death, like yeah. people will know he's dead. He just contacted eight people, but not necessarily to tell them he's gonna die. But they would know that he's there, right? 
they like, know that he's like in Sligo. He's not a total loner, in, in other words. He's not a yeah, drifter. Yeah, I mean, but, but it's, it depends what he wrote to them. Mm, I suppose. But yeah, to send, I mean, when have you ever sent something, like, oh, maybe he didn't use all the stamps, but even half of the stamps, like sending four things to four people at the same time, like when have you ever done that? I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean. It must have had the same message more or less in each. Yes, so, yeah, know, true, time, you know. true. And that means four different people knew about his situation and knew that this would be, yeah, you know, reasonable yeah. that he needs a way out or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. So bizarre. And no one ever came forward. Wow. Yeah. When Peter's clothing was recovered from the beach, investigators took note that he had removed every single label and tag off the clothes. That is so similar to that Netflix mm-hmm. episode with mm-hmm. the spy. That's what spies do. Yeah. Police knew that this was a well-constructed plan and he wanted to be untraceable. He wanted to be unknown. Yeah. yeah. This is some hitman, mm-hmm. John Wick shit. Like, <laughs> he, yeah. He does not want to be traced. I watched John Wick yesterday and the third one where, where he is like excommunicated from the, Jesus. the group of hitmen. Uh-huh. And... Yeah, he needs to like disappear because everyone wants to kill him. I wonder, was this like? Do you think he's John Wick? He knew he. If you knew someone was coming to get you, you'd rather kill yourself rather than them get you. I suppose. Uh, I suppose so. But yeah. like, are you a hitman at sixty? Well, I mean, or does something hitman... catch up with you that you did as a hitman in your younger years? That's what I was gonna say. Like, he could have been at some point, and then somebody figured out. Hmm. Um. What were his clothes like? Were they expensive? Um, I think like I know the labels aren't on them, but you can tell by the material. Somebody was able to like identify later that they were from like, like a normal like, like nice fashion place. Like I think it was. Yeah, but I suppose you could just buy those. I sh- yeah. It was just like a normal chain, like H and M or something. It was like yeah, just regular normal okay clothes like yeah. Although Peter had washed up on the beach, the medical examiner found no evidence of salt water drowning. What? He didn't drown. What? There was and no anything wa- that he ingested? No, to... no water in his lungs. No, but in terms of sorry, like arsenic or anything to to kill to kill oneself. There were no signs of foul play, so he wasn't strangled, he wasn't hit, he wasn't suffocated. They did a toxicology and they didn't find any drugs in his system whatsoever. Isn't there a drug that you can take that does... It goes away right away. Doesn't leave a trace. Mm-hmm. There is. I can't remember what, what it is. What is that I drug? I can't remember. I can't remember either. There is a drug that doesn't leave a trace. The man's teeth were in good condition and showed signs of frequent dental work in his life. He had bridging root canals, crowns, and a gold tooth in the side of his mouth. He had a small... Oh, he's got everything sil- going on. Small what is bridging? I'm not too sure. Is that for like okay. older people when they lose their teeth? I'm not too sure. Okay, okay. And a small silver... He is 60, like. Yeah. And a small silver filling along the gum of the tooth of the lower side. So he had, like, quite extensive uh, uh, dental work, which means that, mm-hmm. like... From all those punches in the face as an assassin. <laughs> I know. Everything is fitting in with this theory. It is, right? But, I mean, like, how yeah. weird is that, right? Okay, so... That means he's definitely got multiple medical dental records. I mean, somewhere he yeah. would have been x-rayed and he's done teeth impressions so many times. Mm-hmm. And nobody's came forward. No dentist has came forward. 
can you kind of like photograph or scan uh, a, a some someone who is deceased, like scan their teeth and then just like email it to all the dentists in Austria and then they have to by law match it up to their records and say, do they have a match? Like, is that not a thing? Why isn't that a thing? I think, yes, they sent all of the information, all of this information. Okay, so they do that and then just no one replies. Yeah. So maybe someone was being paid to keep quiet. If he's maybe. an assassin, you're my dentist, but don't put me on the books and I'll pay you a bit extra money. I, I Some dentists would do that, no doubt. Maybe he took his medical records, maybe he asked for them and then disposed of them. Now, although he was well-groomed and well-dressed and his teeth were in good shape, he was actually in very poor physical health. Peter was unfortunately riddled with cancer. He had prostate cancer that had spread into his bones. He had also had a kidney removed at some point. Again, a big surgery. Right, big surgery. The autopsy also revealed... I mean, sorry, kidneys, do people... Some people take them out and don't put another one in then, I guess. What are you talking about? You can't put another one in. Can you not? No! <laughs> it's like... Why not? What? You, you only need one kidney. I know you only need one, but if there's another one going, I'll take it. Can you not can you not have another can you not do a swap? I don't know. Maybe you can't. No, it seems like he like needed to take it out I know or he don't just have one. But like it seems like he donated it or he had like an injury uh, or something. There was something wrong with it, I had to take it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The autopsy also showed that he had suffered uh in the past from multiple heart attacks. Whoa. And it was a final heart attack that appeared to take his life whoa so wait a minute this maybe wasn't a suicide then or unless he ingested something that gave him a cardiac arrest the medical examiner noted that for someone in such poor health and suffering from such daily and chronic pain toxicology showed that he was not on any painkillers or any drugs whoa Mm -hmm. hardcore right also, another thing, like, he might be a tough spy. Yeah, some of those older dudes, they don't really want the drugs. The doctor said that it's possible he didn't know he had all of this cancer, um, and that's why he wasn't on drugs. But that doesn't make any sense. When he's, mm. I mean, like, just because you don't know you have bone cancer, I mean, surely you're still in pain. Yeah, you would think so. But then, like, some other people were saying that they knew. One theory is that he knew he was really really sick and so he decided to go to the beach but i don't understand if you knew you were sick why would you go to some random place in ireland instead of just dying with your family i don't know i mean it doesn't really make much sense to me when did he he, do we have record of him arriving into the country this is you you're doing exactly what i did i was just like well we need to go back further Uh uh-huh we started in stroke city like yes where was he before that yeah that's what i want to know do we do how did he come like as well like he went down into this he went to the south of ireland yeah like did he like i'm like did he fly in from austria to to the northern ireland and then came down to ireland or was he in the uk or was see that's what i would think because yes 
because why wouldn't he just fly from Austria to Dublin? Why, like, why, why is he coming down? So we from don't the have north? any records of the flight then. So he, I mean, he could have been living in Northern Ireland for a while. He might have been under a different name, and if we can't connect him to that name, then we just don't know. So for for months, the investigators explored different options using the media in Europe to run stories on this mysterious man. Investigators also sent and made available his DNA and fingerprints to Europe, but to no avail. Nothing came up. And I mean, if he was an assassin, at some point you would think you would run into the law and mm-hmm. you get fingerprinted, wouldn't you think? Yeah. Unless you're really, well, really good one. I don't know. Interpol have never reported someone matching Peter's description as wanted or missing. So if he is and a I mean, notorious... He didn't have any... Hmm? Yeah, I know what you mean. And he didn't have any plastic surgery, obviously, that you'd be able to tell. I'd say so. If he had that done. I'd say so. There would be scars on his face and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he his face is his face. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So obviously, he's not like some big drug cartel because he would have been mm-hmm. put on Interpol as a wanted man. Mm-hmm. If he's a missing person, like nobody has put up a missing person on Interpol like a family mm-hmm. or friend hasn't put him up so again that feeds into the assassin theory because yeah. a lot of the time the families are paid off yes. more or less for life yes. if you die as an assassin your family will be taken care of and that is the agreement and they have to just not talk yeah essentially and yeah. like sometimes these these spies and over- undercover agents they can be part of the government so that's even more of a lockdown yeah. of information if it if it's through a government or yeah because the government will just block it and just beg no yeah, it'll be you, blocked everywhere it can't go any yeah. further yeah mm-hmm. five months after peter's body was found on the beach he was buried in sligo Aww. the funeral was attended by four guardy oh it is it just it just doesn't feel right it just you just feel like is this the proper resting place mm-hmm. i mean look he did go there to intentionally pass or not who Mm -hmm. knows i mean i think it was intentional but like if if he was happy to pass on the beach pass over on the beach i I guess then to bury him in sligo is okay then it just Mm -hmm. weird you gotta do it at some point Mm -hmm. so here are some of the theories some people believe that he was a career criminal on the on the run but that doesn't make sense Mm because he wasn't on interpol Mm -hmm. Um, well does everyone go on interpol yeah, if he's like a wanted, if he's that wanted that he flew to Sligo to dispose of, of contraband. Yeah. Or is he just paranoid? And it just seems to me either it was a total fantasy mm-hmm. or he is a spy and had, or a criminal and had reason. It has to be one of the two. I am definitely you know, to, leaning towards spy. Yeah, any other theories apart from spy? It seems to be either career criminal mm-hmm. or it was... He wanted to die in peace. Because <sighs> he didn't want his family to track him. And why this affinity with Ireland? Why yeah. he wanted why do you want to die there? Maybe he was living in the north or I I am agreeing with you. I think spy is the strongest. Yes. Yeah. Like he knew he was gonna take his life or the the government or the agency was just like, right, it's time for you to go. Um mm-hmm. Like you said, the family is well looked after, like financially, and they're told you can't speak out, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. Um, 
like I think he was posting goodbye letters to his family and like maybe informing the agency that he's going to do it or he's this is where he's going to be sort of thing yeah like because eight letters is quite a lot of letters it really is and the chances of eight people not speaking up uh-huh. is like yeah so Be- they knew yeah because to me i don't know like how a spy decides to die because like we have seen the, all those there are different spies as well with their tags are cut and they're mysterious and they're always people from out of town that like you know and it's just like well maybe the family can't know because if he decided to take his own life because he had cancer or something like this here like what's with the secrecy yeah that's it i also think that maybe he did know like just because there was no painkillers in his body doesn't mean he wasn't in pain so i'm thinking the way he died was that he was in incredible pain and so he waded into the water and basically knew that you know eventually he'll have a heart attack and die like if he goes in deep enough with the water will be thrashing him like he knows he he'll, he can give himself a heart attack <sighs> yeah maybe the shock of the cold water but i don't know if, is, is that enough to bring on a heart attack i don't know a lot about heart attacks but yeah the stress of it maybe yeah and like because it, it, it was bizarre pain. that it wasn't a drowning right? that it was a heart attack that's the bizarre part right or what if it was one of those heart attack guns that spies have is that a thing yeah they can like shoot these little tiny like um it's like the size of a grain of rice they like shoot these little tiny like bullet type salt things into your heart and it like kills you but that would show up on the autopsy not necessarily i would a tiny rice in the heart it's It's not a piece of rice but it's like I think it's like salt or something like that, that they can shoot at from afar. They do have things that when you need to get out, you know, you know, because you have information and if you've been, if you've been captured by the enemy, Mm. they have lots of ways of like off yourself right now because that's part of the game, isn't it? You have to be part of the package. It's part of the job. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So that is the mysterious death wow. of Peter Bergman. Or the death Bonkers. of the mysterious Mr. Bergman or Peter Bergman. Wow. <sighs> Crazy. So, yeah, I'm really intrigued now to go onto YouTube. Yes, watch the videos. Very intriguing. And I wonder, yeah, will they ever, will anything ever come out? I feel like it won't. But it doesn't. It's an interesting one to kind of. It doesn't seem likely, unless something does for. come up with the DNA. Yeah, that's the only thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very good, that was a good one. Yeah, I like mysterious ones like that. Yeah, I like that kind of thing as well. Okay. Very good. All right. Well, we'll see you on the next one, guys. Slana Walia. Bye-bye. Me Time and Murder would like to thank and acknowledge our sources that make this podcast possible. References can be found on our Instagram page.